Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney, best-selling author of Building a Non-Anxious Life. Uh, I guess I'm an aspiring best-selling author, John. I just pre-launched a book, and I hope that it's successful as yours. It's called Breaking Free from Broke. It's on pre-sale right now at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Work hard, George. Aspiring. May you accomplish all of your dreams. But we're both YouTubers, so we succeeded in that regard. Well, if that's, you're crushing me on if YouTube. If that's so success. Well, let's uh, let's take some calls. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll help you take the right next step with your money, your mental health, your relationships, whatever it is. We will give you our advice. That is a guarantee. All right, let's start with Jessica in Boston. What's going on, Jessica? Hi. So I'm wondering how uh, my husband and I have, we're a family of five. We have three kids, five and under. We both work. We we make a very good living, north of 300k a year, which almost 50 of it is tax free because um, my husband receives VA disability pay um, monthly. But we are we've had several crisis crises, I guess, come up the past two years, um, and we were debt free, but now we, due to the unexpected occurrences, um, we're now living beyond our means, paycheck to paycheck, have no savings. And, you know, um, our emotional, our physical health is taking a toll. Our marriage is taking a toll. Um, and we, we want to stop living paycheck to paycheck. How do we get out of this? Um, and how can we repair the relationship along the way? Mm. I'm what, sorry to hear what you're going through. Yeah, what happened? What were the crises? Yeah, so we, um, the height of the real estate market, right? We we sold our first house. You know, this is our opportunity to get debt free. We were probably, I want to say, between fifty to sixty five thousand in debt. Um, at the height of the market in twenty twenty one, we sold our first home, uh, walked away scot free, um, paid off the entirety of our debt, um, and then I got pregnant with our third child. I was only six months postpartum. Um, and I was actually struggling with postpartum depression in, in the interim. Um, I ha- we had major complications. I was in preterm labor for almost three months. Um, and I am the breadwinner between me and him. Um, very high pressured, you know, uh, software, uh, sales, technology sales, I should say, um, job. And which forced me to uh, need to take a, a medical leave of absence due to my postpartum getting so bad. Um, it was literally for the safety of myself and my family that I had to take a medical leave. And the day I returned to work, I was laid off. Oh. Um, in turn, we Jeez. literally two weeks. Yeah, it was bad. So two, I want to say a month prior to me going back to work, uh, we had just closed on a new home. Uh, our forever home, and the bills piled up quick. So how much debt are you in now? It's probably, I want to say between twenty two to 25000 total. And what kind of debt? Yeah, so it's unsecured loan debt, credit card debt. Um, should I include the car or no? Yes, that's debt, isn't it? Okay, then it goes up from there. So I would tack on a total, an additional 60. 
An additional. So you're probably eighty-five thousand dollars in consumer Correct. debt. Are you yes. Are you back to working now? I am. I am. I found a new job fairly soon, within a month, um, and I am working. Are you still uh, making three hundred thousand? It takes some time to build the pipeline again. So. Okay. What What What's your husband do? Yeah, he works um, for the government. Um, and he was a Marine, and now he works for the government as a safety inspector okay. for OSHA. So I'm going to let George talk you through this this debt situation, but I want to say a couple things, okay? Okay. The first thing is, I'm really, really glad you're still here. Thank you. And that. <laughs> making that call when you're holding a baby is one of the scariest calls you can make, right? It is. Yeah, because there's that demon telling you that um, they're going to take your baby away. People are going to say you're crazy yeah. and they're going to lock you up. And I'm so, so proud of you for doing that. That's hard. And we're good now, right? For the most most of the time. Well, <laughs> I still have moments. But. Yes, there you go. Um, let me ask you this way. You're always going to be around here, right? Yes, okay. for sure. Good. Um, the second thing is, if you haven't already... There's going to come a moment when y'all are going to have to, and the quicker you get here, the quicker you can begin to do the, the walk the path that George is going to lay out for you. You're going to have to make peace with, grieve the crap out of, but make peace with, here's the life we had, and now here's the one we're in right now. Okay. The more you try to, quote unquote, get back to what we had, the more you're going to make yourself nuts because you're just going to run in a circle. You're going to be dragging what used to be. (laughs) Right? So we used to have $60,000 cars. We don't anymore. We're a Camry family now. We used to have a humongous house and we had our forever house. It's not our forever house anymore. You and me are forever husband, but the house isn't. And that's okay. Okay. And we used to make 300 grand. Now we don't. And maybe one day we will again, but that's not the world we're in right now. And so when you make peace existentially with those moments, then... Ah, remember we had a Lexus? Yeah, but now we got now we got a Corolla and it gets us where we need to go and you got a bunch of dope marine tattoos but you're going to look awesome smoking hot getting out of a Camry. That's just the world we have now, right? Yeah. And it's not less than, it's just different. It's different. And it'll be back, it'll be back. You're a, you're a hustler, your husband's a brilliant guy. I mean, you'll be back. But let's make peace with that new world, right? And that new world is no, awesome, by the way. It's top 1% of planet Earth. It's a great world. Just we gotta let go of what used to be. Used to be awesome, and then we got laid off, and it sucks. And here we are now. Now it's awesome again. Just a different kind of awesome. Okay. So Jessica, this is gonna start with some simple math, but it's gonna end with some sacrifice and behavior change. You ready for it? Absolutely. Okay. Peace of mind is. Is your husband is on board too? To this is an important factor. He is. He knows how you feel for about sure. all this. Okay. We're gonna get you he to does. solid ground, yeah. and I'll give you some options. It'll be a choose your own adventure. My guess is your take home pay is somewhere around fifteen grand a month. Uh, yes. Okay. Correct. So let's look at what our expenses are. What do we need to keep the household running? And you're going to do that with a budget. I'm going to gift it to you. It's called Every Dollar. I'm going to give you the premium version. It's going to have paycheck planning, connect to your bank account, all the good stuff. Your homework is to list out every single expense you have as a family and ruthlessly cut out the stuff that doesn't matter that you don't need right now. You got that? Okay. Give me a rough estimate of what that would add up to. Five grand? For cutting out or the essentials? The total expenses that would keep the house running. Food, shelter, utilities, transportation, all that. Probably 12. 12 grand? Yep. 
That with our nanny included, childcare included. Oh <laughs> my! Ah. Okay, this work. is what. Remember those sacrifices I mentioned, Jessica. This is where we might have to figure out how to get that twelve grand down to five, so we have ten thousand to throw at the debt, and we can be done in eight months. That might mean selling the cars if you can't make those it sacrifices. Might mean letting the nanny go for a season. This is not going to be fun, but your life on the other side is going to be way better for it. So hang on the line. We'll gift you every dollar. We are wishing you the best. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your questions at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your relationships, your mental wellness, your financial wellness, all of it right here on The Ramsey Show. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. With 19 home service providers nationwide, the network of local service pros on Neighborly.com can help with just about anything you need done in and around your home. Visit Neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find out more. All right, today's question comes from Leanne in Virginia. Leanne writes, I've been hearing that the U.S. dollar may be obsolete and so-called experts advising to do something with money sitting in various large banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, etc. Since the market has been all over the place and the CD rates have been up, we stockpiled a couple hundred thousand dollars in Wells Fargo, but now after seeing these alerts, we are a bit concerned. What are your thoughts on the U.S. dollar becoming devalued or obsolete? Wow, a lot going on here, John. A lot going on here. All right, I'm going to let you talk about the investing strategy, George, but here's my two cents, and you can do with it what you will. The U.S. dollar is how the world does business, right? And um, I had one, a friend of mine, she was a, a, a legal scholar who said, the world spends, planet Earth spends on one sentence. The United States will pay its bill in U.S. dollars, Right. Um, pay its bills. That's why things like government shutdowns and letting the debt ceiling, not not dealing with this long-term issue will be an explosion of catastrophic events if we don't get this debt under control nationally and we don't continue to figure out ways to pay our bills. And if you owe 30-something trillion dollars, it makes the whole world nervous. And if you just print and invent money, it makes the whole world nervous. And other people can't divorce themselves from you. Other countries can't if they have to pay their bills in your money, right? They can't devalue your currency because then they're devaluing the amount of money they owe you or you Mm -hmm. owe them if there's debt, right? So there's been the conversation with Brazil and Russia and China, like BRIC is the big new thing. BRICS, I think it is, which is we're going to start 
you, we're going to create an alternative world currency that's not the U.S. dollar. Not tied to us. And then everyone goes, it's all coming down. So here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that if the U.S. dollar does not continue to be the world currency and Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and fill-in-the-blank all fail, any amount of things that you think you have done to prep for that moment, you have not done. It will be a drastically different planet, okay? The world will be different at that moment. So I have taken, like this, like every other, it's all gonna, move all your money to gold, start buying coffee and burying bullets and silver coins in the ground and buy a bunch of uh, Beanie Babies and what, like, whatever the thing of the day is. I always like to look on the other side of it and ask myself, will the world be the same? Like this world I'm preparing for, will it be the same on the other side of this? The answer would be no. It would be a radically different world that we're all going to have to adjust to to, when we get there. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to go throughout my regular day, not trying to time the meteorite that's going to hit us one day. I'm going to do the next right thing. And the next right thing is, given the information I have in front of me, the world currency is the U.S. dollar. And forget the world currency. My country that I live in uses the U.S. dollar. That's what I'm going to put in the bank, and I'm going to invest it for long term, and I'm going to pay off my debts, and I'm going to next right thing, next right thing, next right thing. Mm. I'm just not going to get on YouTube and listen to the just absolute drivel that is coming out of some of the news stations out there who have no vested interest in information, quality information, truth. They have vested interest. They're publicly traded companies. They have a vested interest in one thing, clicks, your attention, so they can sell ads. They're not, they're, not in, they're not incentivized to give you correct information. And so they're incentivized to get your attention. How do I get your attention? It's all coming down, right? That's so, one way. Right. And then you go, what's coming down? The dollar. Well, if John, if you upload a video and it's like, Guys, the dollar's fine. Everyone just go to work and love your families. It's going to get zero views. Nobody <laughs> right. wants to watch that. There it's not go. exciting. Right. So and right. is there some challenges? Are you freaking kidding me? Yes. We have $37 trillion. We have people in Washington just throwing crayons at each other in a sandbox. Like, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. And then, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's madness. So if I am a trading partner with the U.S., would I be concerned about the absolute insanity I see? Everywhere? Yep, I would. No question about it. Um, should the average citizen who has a mortgage and a car payment and some credit card debt be trying to think through a strategy for what happens when the dollar goes away? No, I would not spend my time doing that. I think there's a ton of hurdles between the U.S. dollar going away and brick or whatever these things kicking up. Well, there's, there's a lot of strategies. I mean, a lot of hurdles in between now and then. The biggest thing we can all do is take care of our, our homes, take care of our personal finances, and vote people who will do what's right. And that's that's the game. We, that's that's what we can do. That's right? the game. That was a good intellectual take, John. Mine was not that smart. <laughs> what do we do? I just underlined things that I thought were funny in this question. Like, so-called <laughs> experts are advising me to do something. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to trust the so-called experts out there who are using fear to get your clicks and I also wouldn't stockpile hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank account because your biggest problem there is not devaluation, it's inflation, it's inflation eating away at your money. Which is very real. That part is real. And so I would be investing that money, anything beyond your emergency fund and your current savings goals, invest it in the long term. I still believe in the U.S. economy and uh, some amazing companies that are innovating that will cause 
you know, the economy to rise and the GDP to grow. So I have faith in that. And it's all, I, you know, at the end of the day, I can't control any of it, John. So I'm just going to, the be- best thing you can do is be debt free and have a pile of money in the bank and be investing for the future. That's it. Otherwise, I'm not worried about uh, the dollar becoming obsolete anytime soon because I, I got to pay bills, John, with dollars. I do think the what you said earlier is something I wish everyone would double down and triple down and quadruple down on, which is a great inflation hedge. Don't owe anybody any money. A great um, guy just got laid off hedge. Don't owe anybody any money. A great anxiety mental health challenge. Don't owe anybody any money. And if more people would default to, as for me and my house, I'm going to take care of that. And I'm going to work seven jobs. I'm going to work 15 jobs. I'm going to get rid of the nanny like the last call. I'm going to get rid of the cars. I'm just, we're going to drive Corollas. Like, we're going to make this thing work because so many of the things on the what can I control and not control, can any of us individually control whether the US dollar becomes obsolete? No, absolutely not. There's nothing we can do. Can I control that I don't owe anybody money? And if one day a foreign currency calls and says, I call your note, and I'm like, I don't owe you anything. They'll be like, okay, I'll go to your neighbor. Dang it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think the most important thing almost every one of us can do right now is not owe anybody any money and work like bloody hell to get there. Mm. Yeah, the, that's an interesting take. If you're truly worried about what could happen with the economy, then why are you owing Ford Motor Company right. a giant check every month for that car you must drive? Why do you make a payment to, to, to Visa? It just doesn't you don't make care sense. About the if you truly, and it sounds like this question, they have a bunch, a bunch of money that probably don't aren't carrying debt, but it's one of the best things you can do to sleep better at night because when it all comes down, the lenders are still going to want their payment, and they will do whatever it takes to get it. They will take you to court in the midst of a pandemic. They'll do whatever it takes, and so the best thing you can do is just live a debt free life and turn off the headlines if you're starting to spin out of control. And John, I know there's a lot of people out there who genuinely want to, they want to stay in touch with what's going on in the world. But what is the balance there between going, all right, all the headlines are telling me it's all coming down. My real life says I love my family and I like my job and I'm just going to go to work and it, go home. It, it's, it's just become like an old trope, right, which uh, I control what I can control. And so when I hear something going on um, like this, I mean, what, what can I do? What can I do about it? What can I literally do about this? I know I'm going to lose money due to inflation if I put the money under my bed. I know that real estate usually has a good return over time, but I'm not going to borrow money to do it. So I'm going to put it in a high-yield savings account. I'm going to invest my money and on a long-term strategy, and that's how we're going to roll. And number one, I'm not going to owe anybody money, and we'll deal with this as this, as this rolls out. It's that oh. simple. And John, you lay out six daily choices we can make in your new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, which I highly recommend for Leanne in Virginia. It actually <laughs> might help more than anything. And George can turn anything into a sales pitch. That was impressive. That's what I do, America. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call at 888 825 
888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about money, mental health, relationships, and whatever is on your mind. Quick reminder for you all listening, the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway is here, and you could win one of our $500 weekly prizes or a grand prize of $5,000. And there is no joy greater than giving away Dave Ramsey's money, let me tell you right now. So you can enter every single day at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway to increase your chances of winning. And while you're there, we've also got the $12 sale happening where you can get lots of great, meaningful gifts at a great deal. Best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future. And we've got some of Dr. John Deloney's Questions for Humans conversation cards for as low as 10 bucks right now. And we've got the Christmas edition. It's back. And these sold out last year. So be quick. Be nimble. Shop the sale at RamseySolutions.com slash store. And while you're there, we've got a lot of new stuff. Rachel Cruz has a new kid's book. My book, Breaking Free from Broke, is on pre-sale. We've got the 2024 Gold Planner. Something for everyone on your list. Would you consider yourself quick and nimble? I am, actually. It's the one thing I am good at I would as not. a small person. I disagree. I appreciate that. I'll outrun you any day, John. You're a small person, but you're not quick or nimble. On that note, Chris in Albany is waiting with bated breath for our answer to this question. What's going on, Chris? Hey, George, Dr. Don, thank you so much for having me on the show. Sure. What's How up? can we help? So I guess one of the things I notice when trying to get on a budget and one of the things that's kind of like uh, hampering things, I should say, is the constant bombardment I'm getting of emails, marketing emails. seems like every time I check my email, like 99 out of 100 of them are something trying to get me to spend money. So I was just wondering if you guys had any tips, strategies, or anything to kind of combat this and to stay on track with the budget. What does that have to do with your budget? Well, just making sure that we don't spend extra money more, you know, that temptation to spend money from the mar- from the constant uh, emails and the trying to get a, you know, uh, and trying to have you to spend. So if I gave you a really before. sophisticated answer, which was, uh, just don't, what's your pushback to that? Um, other than then, I don't have much pushback other than just, uh, I didn't know if it was something that like your audience or anybody might have had, anybody has issues with, maybe just trying to like combat that. Yeah, there's a, there's a simple to... and effective way to do this, and I talk about this in Financial Peace University. John and I tag team a lesson on why spending, and I talk mm-hmm. about this tiny thing at the bottom of that email. There's this tiny link. It's an invisible font about size you know, 0.4, and if you click it, it'll say, sorry to see you go, and you say, okay, bye. Unsubscribe. And unsubscribe. That's it. There's an unsubscribe link, and that gives me it gives me no greater joy than to hit that link on every single marketing spam email unless it's a ramsey email and then i i accept it with great joy but for real that's all it takes uh what kind of marketing emails are you getting and did you sign up for them like, are these stores that you love well, it's mostly just like i really tried to get on track with my spending and getting on a budget and i to be honest i really haven't been that great um so products i bought in the past you know whether you signed up for a rewards program or something in the past and then you're just consistently getting those emails and it feels like it's nonstop. And, and also I'm not sure like, is my email also been sold to other companies as yes, well? And, me, and I think, I think it's so much, and I get the unsubscribe thing. I've done that. It just, it feels like it just, there's so much. It's just very overwhelming. Do you, I don't even open them though. Yeah. Like, what's, just, what's underneath yeah. this? There's something underneath. I think this. it's, well, I think it's also just like in the email, just like, Oh, I might, there might be important emails that like I'm not neglecting. Sometimes I'll just won't even look at them. But then I may have missed a, an email as a result. Give or something. me an example. So just, what's a store that you might be tempted to spend at? Um, I don't know. Maybe it could have been anything from, I'll throw one out there. Maybe it's Amazon. Maybe it's another company where I bought clothing, things like that. All right. So um, if, if you, if you were struggling with alcohol, mm-hmm. 
One of the things I would tell you if you and I were sitting down and you had wept and I'd heard your story, I would tell you, you have to agree today you're not going back into a bar, period. Mm. And then you would probably say, well, that's where my friends are. That's right on the way home from work. That's my routine. That's where my community, it's where my laughs are. It's where I get um, connection. And I would say, and it's killing you. You cannot go back into a bar. And you'd have to figure out another way home. You have to figure out other people, but you'd have to figure out another way to deal with that thing inside of you that you are trying to wallpaper over with purchases and purchases and FOMO. And what if, what if this is an important email? What if it's not? And so here's my challenge to you. Delete your email account. Just delete it. There's 700 services, email services. There's Google and Yahoo. Is Yahoo still a thing? There's, I'm sure Hotmail still exists. Does it? People have it. I don't know why, yeah, but yeah, they I have, have it. I have, the, uh, I have an Hotmail address, actually, there's yes. Proton <laughs> mail. There, there's there's, there's, yeah. there's stuff all over the place. Delete your email account. Just delete it. Mm-hmm. And if there's three or four people that you want to have your thing, just send them a note that say, hey, this is my new email address. Just clean slate it. And that would tell me I'm that you are serious about dealing with this part of your life that is out of control. Mm-hmm. Because, dude, I get emails from some of the coolest companies and I go through their stuff and I am like, I want this. I would love to get this. It'd be so rad. I have that. And then I just don't. Mm-hmm. Or I wait 60 days and then I do. Or I ask my wife and she's like, really? Okay, but okay. And then I just don't because she's right. And Chris, you mentioned you mentioned the budget at the top of this. And the budget is going to dictate your spending. And so you're the boss of the budget, but when the budget's done, it's the boss of you. So if you have a $200 shopping line item, then you have permission to spend $200 on shopping. And it may be stuff that you that just Chris wants. If he's out of debt and he's in a good spot, it's okay to buy stuff. It's when we do it with the wrong motive, when it's not in the budget, when it's not the right time, when we haven't really done the research, it was just impulsive or emotional, that's when it gets out of hand. And it feels like that's what you're getting at. Is you, you can, uh-huh. You're self-aware enough to know you have the tendency to go there. Just hear me and George say, I don't, I don't fully get the link between your budget and these emails. I think it's before I had a lack of a budget, Dr. John. And I think now that I'm trying to get on a budget, get everything set, just be still, I'm still seeing those emails just to avoid that temptation. Don't go off the budget. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to delete your email account, dude. And whenever you uh, sign up for stuff, here's what I do. I have like a spam marketing account. I do too. And that's what I give to Mm -hmm. all these companies. And then I never open that inbox because I know what's coming. Yes. So that may be another way to go about this if you can't delete your email account if it's connected to 14 million things. Okay. Well, I appreciate just, it. Thank that you becomes so your junk email account and yeah. you send it over. But yeah. I, I usually go through a tirade where I just keep unsubscribing from every single thing for a week straight and then I tend to stop getting those emails. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. Uh, let's oh, get, hold on. Hold on. This is important. Any behavior that you think I can't stop, like I can't control, a, do what he did and reach out and talk to somebody. Whether it's alcohol, whether it's spending, whether it's Any pornography, kind of whatever it is. The second thing is look at the environment that's allowing this thing to happen and begin to make environmental changes. And that's, I'm not going to go in that bar anymore. That is, I'm not going to go back in that house where this person is abusive anymore. That is really tough if you don't have any money and you're scared and you're all alone in a new city. I get that. Or it might be, I'm deleting my email account. Like, I'm just going to get that serious about it because this isn't a spending issue. This isn't, this is something beneath that. He created a budget and realized he went with him. 
right? He created a budget and he realized he, I've been running from a long time from something inside of me and I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to deal with it. And that budget forces you to look in the mirror and say, now what do you actually value, dude? Like who are you going to be? And that's tough. It's tough. That's a scary moment. When you look at your bank statement for the last month or two and you go, this represents who I am as a person, Yep. what I value, my identity, who I'm becoming, who I've been. Man, that'll set you straight. You're like, that was a lot of Taco Bell in a month. Who am I becoming? <laughs> Mine is mostly thorn supplements, but I get what you're saying. That's who John is. That's right. A man who values his health. That's a good reminder. And John, you walk through three re- really important questions in that Why Spender lesson of Financial Peace University that our brains are asking on ancient technology. Do I belong? Am I safe? And does this feel good? Right. And marketing is trying to get at all of those. It's trying to tap into the fears and going, it's going to feel so good. If you just take this supplement, John, you're going to sleep so much well, better. And, or, or the dollar's going away, like the earlier like the oh, earlier yeah. question, right? Like, are you safe, right? Um, do you belong? Hey, look at all the guys like us. We're all using this thing and wearing this thing. And I want to be like those guys because that's the tribe I want to identify with. So, yeah, always step back and ask yourself, is this something I need or is this something I'm trying to use as duct tape over a person I don't like. Mm, Usually the latter. But hey, if you want to check out that lesson, it's lesson five of Financial Peace University. John and I tag team it. I cover all the ways companies go after your money and what you can do to regain control of it. You can go check it out, ramseysolutions.com slash FPU. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Hey, if you're a new listener to the show and you want a deeper dive on the Ramsey Baby Steps, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and we will help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey. That's RamseySolutions.com, and click on Get Started. Heather joins us up next in Baltimore. Heather, what's going on? Hi. I'm calling to figure out next best steps. Um, My husband and I, we've been married about 20 years. About, I'd say, 10 years ago, we did the Financial Peace University. We were in a ton of debt, and we did that for a while, and then we got distracted and stopped working on it. But happily now, even though we didn't pay attention for a while, we are out of debt other than our house. Um, I have a six-month emergency fund and everything, and recently I got an inheritance um, from the passing of my father um, for some extra cash. So, where we're at now, um, we have we bought our house 15 years ago. It's 170-ish years old. Whoa. And my biggest argument is stop watching HGTV before you buy a house because it was the stupidest thing we've ever done. So, <laughs> so you thought uh, we're going to turn this into some Victorian uh, dream? Maybe not that, but we just thought we could do a lot more than we have in 15 years. So okay. we, I, I'm very aware. I, this is, I even take all the blame because this is 100% on me to tell. Well, he's fine done. But um, so where we're at now, um, my my husband has always always wanted to build a sizable workshop. Um, he has hobbies that are big, heavy machinery, and he's slightly hoarder hoarderish. Um, That's a good so, combo. Really expensive machinery plus hoarding. Not as expensive. They're just big. Um, so right now we have about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars or so from the inheritance, and he clearly wants to go forward on the building the workshop because the plan always was build the workshop then we would have the the space to solve other house problems i have been here long enough to know that my house needs too much like our foundation massive issues like you know everything is old nothing is everything is basically going to need replaced at some point in fact it's needed replaced so just just sell your house sell your house that's what i am talking 
thinking we should do. Like it would be smarter to sell our house and find another house. The area we live in, Maryland, is an incredibly high cost of living area. Just sell your house. Um, Just sell your house. What could it sell for as is without you putting all this work into it? Um, I might be able to get twenty thousand dollars out of what over what we owe. What do you owe? One hundred ninety. And you've lived there fifteen years. We bought it at 2007, right when the market crashed. So it took a long time just to get back to what we owed. Just sell your house. And we didn't put sell anything down. So. Sell your house. I, I'm, I'm there. The so other you, concern I have is that I really like our mortgage. Where just, it's at now. Like I, he was a sole <laughs> hey, Heather, hey, Heather, hey, Heather, sell your house. Sell your house. I, I'm on that. So I, I want to do that. It's just, but to buy another house, I'm looking at, like 400,000, 450 other houses that I could convince my husband to move into. Okay, here's another idea. I just thought of it. Don't sell your house. Okay. Uh-huh. Ta-da. How does that hit you? Well, that's the other one I'm at, but then I have to spend all the money either. Like, I, I still can't sell right, I got a new idea. I got a new idea. Just fix the house. I have a new idea. Sell your house. <laughs> and we're back. Like, yeah. here's the deal. There's not a right or wrong here. You have yeah. just twisted yourself up like a pretzel oh i have yes that was tricky john what you just did do what you talked about the anxiety thing my fifteen hundred dollar a month mortgage doesn't give me anxiety anymore a new house another thousand dollars a month mortgage on top of that does but you're forgetting that fifteen hundred is not fifteen hundred it's going to be one hundred fifty thousand because of what you're going to have to do to this place over the next decade but if you put if you just got a hundred thousand dollar inheritance and you put a hundred thousand dollars into that house it will appreciate for what? Um, in a high cost of living area, would it, it would it, would it double? Would it be worth three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand bucks? No, because the money that would put into it is is like the invisible stuff that still just gets it back from not falling down anymore. Okay, here's an idea. Like if I put hundred thousand dollar into it, I'm probably getting close to three hundred to three fifty, maybe. Okay, which which almost doubles it. We'll put 200 now, but yeah. <laughs> okay. What would it cost to rent somewhere? Let's say you sold it. You have 140. You keep saving George, and saving on top of that. What if for one year you rented while saving? <laughs> would your husband go for that or does it crush his dreams? Not, not for five seconds. <laughs> Why? He has stuff problems. Okay. Well, let's deal with the stuff deal problems with the stuff instead problems. of putting ourselves in a terrible financial position. Uh, Here's what I think. Can I tell you? Can I just say what I think? You can tell me if yeah, I'm wrong. Say you're an idiot and you're wrong. I think your marriage is not as good as you're letting on. And I also think, and maybe your marriage isn't bad. You and your husband are on two very different pages. Y'all are great co managers mm-hmm. of your house, your roommates. And you have some other stuff going on. And this is a big uh, merry-go-round that you can get on and go around and around and mm-hmm. contemplate all the reasons you should stay and all the reasons you should go. And what it allows you to do is avoid dealing with the scary, scary truth sitting inside your house, probably sitting on your couch right next to you. There could be relevance there. But <laughs> there could be relevance there. So, that was awesome. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> Right. All right. So if I were to take on additional mortgage, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. I what do you mean? I'm just selling my house. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. Back to that. What about this? What about taking your husband out for dinner and saying, "Honey, uh-huh. I planned us a date," uh-huh. and sat down and said, "I'm scared to death about the trajectory of our marriage." 
I want to get you a barn, but how you spend money and your addiction to stuff scares me. And the fact that I'm running really low, some might call it depression, and I'm anxious a lot, scares me. I'm scared our house is going to fall down. I'm scared that we can't afford to move. I can't breathe in this house. What if you did that? I just felt my shoulders drop just saying that (laughs) for you. This wouldn't be a new conversation. Okay. Then you have to deal with that reality. And selling your house or not selling your house is not... You and your husband are going to go with you to your new house. Yes. You and your husband are going to go with you when you build a shop that you can't afford. Well, that's not happening. Because I won't say yes to that. Yeah, him having this dream workshop solves zero problems. Yes. So we need to deal with the root problem, which number one is we are way far away on our values when it comes to our dreams and vision financially. So we need to align on that first before we make any decision. And if we can't find alignment on that, it's worth reaching out to a third party, our friends at BetterHelp. We need to get to the root of this because if he still has his addiction to stuff, we're going to be broke three years from now, regardless of what we do. You sound really close to resentment. It's not resentment. What is it? This has been here for a long time. I, I, this is our reality. You've resigned. I can't change another person. I can choose to make decisions going forward based on the reality that exists. Like, or I obviously could leave, but that's not an option. Okay. Um, so, but I, the only thing that stops me really from trying to buy a different house is that then brings on, like it just makes money tighter. And we were a single income ha- family for a long time for the last few years we've not been. And it's amazing to not feel stressed about money anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that. So but, some, sometimes when I've had a house that I just want to get out of really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes overinflate just how the house is falling down. It's going to fall down. It's, I promise I'm not. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying what I did, okay. not what you do. Okay. I would go through that list of questions like the things that you think have to be done, the things that you had planned to do because of HGTV back in the day, and then the Chip and Joanna things that would just make it amazing. Like make a list of those things and put real, not imaginary, put real dollar amounts to them and just see what you're talking about. Because right now you have no data. You have a storm that just is on on repeat in your mind and it, your, body's keep, it, your body's wearing out because of it. Um sit down with real numbers and real stuff and then see what this looks like. I don't, I don't know another option for you because you said you've had the hard conversation with your husband and he doesn't, he, he'd rather have his big toys than have a wife that feels loved and safe. And so, as George said, you're going to have to deal with a marriage counselor at some point, but I would love for you to sit down and say, okay, let's get serious about answering the questions about this house. Let's, that's going to allow us to get serious about what we do next. But I'm telling you right now, these imaginary conversations you're having over and over and over in the loop and the what if, but then what if, and then the what if, you're driving yourself into an early grave. You're worth more than that. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. 